Okay. I'm a professional. Ooh, that's how we should start it. That was great. Oh, it's good because I'm recording. So great. <laughs> hey, ladies. I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Welcome back to the Fruitful Vine. And if it's your first time here, welcome. I'm Tori uh, from the Oglesby Ohana, and I get to have this podcast with my dear, sweetest, bestest, Wendy from Plan Prep Pray. How you doing, girl? Well, you know, I'm living, I'm alive. You know, how you doing just seems like a loaded question. (laughs) It's been a a great day for Wendy. It's been a rough hour. The past hour was just unnecessary. Yes, just unnecessary. I mean, all I can say, guys, is, you know, husbands and wives should check in with one another on a regular basis. Okay. I just want to throw that out there. So editing guy, I would say that if you ever feel like taking a nap, you know, that you you should call your wife, let her know, Hey, you know what, honey, I'm a little tired. So I'm going to take a nap. All right. And don't have her calling like the police to look for you. I'm just saying, you know, but that, you know what? I think telling him through this was a great microaggression move, and I appreciate it. I support <laughs> it. I'm here. <laughs> Better than yelling at him, going off on him, possibly burying him in the backyard. <laughs> I think that that's great. Oh my gosh, you don't understand, girl. I was planning his funeral. I like I am legit like psycho. So I already was like, like nowhere in my mind was like, well, no. He's cheating on me. No, no, no. I I went straight to death. Like no, dead. that's me. That has been me since childhood. If I I would sleep over at my next door neighbor's house, and I it would be twelve in the morning, and I'd be like, I have to go home because I need to make sure my mom's alive. <laughs> like like I have severe separation anxiety. It's awful, and I immediately if I can't get a hold of you. Yep. It's dead. It's not like, oh, they're just hold up. They're just not answering their phone. No, they're dead. And like nowhere in my mind was I like, oh, he's just taking a nap. <laughs> Never. And then you're like, you're messaging me and I'm like, it's okay. Don't freak out. But then the next Marco Polo, I was like, um, I'm freaking out. So like, I need you to like, keep me updated. Yeah. I I'm not good. I'm sorry. I was no help. No. I, I mean, the thing is like, I I really love my husband. Like, I don't know. Like, I really love him. And like the thought, uh, like, you know how when you love something so much that you like, yo, they going to die. It's going to (laughs) happen. You're going to have you're going to lose this wonderful thing that you care about so much, you know, and it's like that always looms over me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try not to love him too much because, you know, I don't want God to be like, look. You better love me more, and so on. So on. Come on now, kind of like hold back a little. But when I jump straight to death, I'm like, okay, Wendy, you got some stuff to work on. You got some stuff to work on because clearly you're not ready. Yeah, yeah. There's some. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe we should uh get, go to therapy. <laughs> Let's unpack it a little bit. Uh, speaking of therapy, well, this is not a good segue. Well, it kind of is. But what are you thinking? What you thinking? What you thinking? What am I thinking? 
That was a horrible segue. That was no, no, no. But what I'm, what I'm thinking is about therapy. All right. All right. So what are you thinking? Okay. So I have graduated, you guys. So I was um, seeing my therapist twice a week. And she uh, just this past week was like, Tori, you have like your healing. Your growth is amazing. I think you're ready for one week. And I was like, yay. <laughs> super excited but also I was like no (laughs) no we need to talk twice a week um but yeah so that's like it's like I feel the growth in myself and I feel the healing um but it's really cool to have your therapist say like hey no you're like I see it from it's just it's it's lovely. So I love how open and honest you've been about your walk with therapy because yeah. you make it seem like working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just go to the gym <laughs> twice a week. Like you make it seem like working out rather than like I, I, I'm in a straight jacket and clearly there's something wrong with me and I need that. Like, no, you make it seem like this is healthy. Like this yeah. is a good thing. You know, so I love that. I love apps. Like, I'm like, mm, maybe I should get some therapy on the side. You it's know? so, yeah, it's so, well, and like people, I don't know, you go to the doctors, you go to the gym, you go to the hair, you go to the hairdresser. Like, why would you not go to someone um, to help you deal with things mentally, your brain, but the most important part of your body. So, yeah, it, I want to normalize it. And at the same time, I don't want to become one of those like, frou-frou people that are like mental health and all of that. But there is a place. And I think that us adults, I think every human has a story to unpack. Mm -hmm. And it's been so helpful and lovely unpacking it with Mary. Shout out to Mary. She is the best therapist ever. She is. She's amazing. And I've heard a lot about her. So if you're in Tori's area, check out Mary. Yes. And if you're thinking about therapy and if you're a Christian, I highly suggest um, having a therapist who aligns with that part of you mm. because Mary is a Christian. And because of that, she just she gets it. She gets all of the pieces. Um, of and you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I think I think that's important to have a therapist that aligns with with your beliefs. I agree, especially when it comes to mental health, because you can be in such a fragile state. That if a person does not align with your beliefs, you can come out being something completely different. Right. And there's been times when I was like crying and doubting God and Mary pointed me back to God. And I think that is so that's just powerful. That's beautiful. All right. So what am I thinking? Hmm. Y'all know what I'm thinking. I laid out everything I was thinking at the beginning of this podcast and hopefully he didn't cut it off. All right, Tori. So what are you consuming? Now, Tori, what are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption luncheon. Okay, ladies. So this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for Consumption Munchin. That's right. 
I am consuming. It's not anything you can buy on Amazon, but it is something you can do. I'm consuming my family. Like (laughs) I have just been spending so much um, quality time with them, our read alouds, um, cuddling, sitting on the porch, um, just being with them. And it's exciting because summer is like officially here in my household. We finished school today and I'm like, this is going to be our whole summer. And I'm excited to just be with my kids. And yeah. And I want to encourage anyone like just be with your kids, put it all down. Everything else can wait, be with your babies. So how does doing homeschool take from you being with your kids? It doesn't, but that's homeschool. I feel like when we homeschool, um, as much as I'm there, mm-hmm. I'm there as teacher mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm there as like, no, come on, we need to focus, get this done. Hey, I'm reading. Everybody needs to listen, play with the kinetic sand and listen to me read. Um, versus like when we're at a park or when we're just sitting down and we're uh, telling stories or when we were last night, we were in the kitchen doing um the Shabuya, yeah, yeah, Shabuya roll call. And oh. we were all just going around and like versus those free moments, I feel like. So yes, homeschool, we're there and we're connecting with our kids. Um, but there's still that school aspect around it versus like we're just goofing off and they're dancing or Journey's telling a joke and Titus is doing a funny dance move and we're all just laughing together. Um I love that. Yeah, I, I think there it, it's different a little bit from school. I 100% want to balance that. I want to I want school to not take away from the freedom, from the funny moments, from the the um from the joy, you know? I, I yes, I am teacher. And to be honest, I'm teacher even when I'm not schooling. Um, so, (laughs) but I want to, um, foster an environment in which we don't have to wait for the summer to be able to have that, that we can harness that on a daily basis. I want, but I want my children to know that there's structure in life, but there's also room to play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't that what we're all trying to (laughs) trying to, but my thing is that my kids are so playful. Like I, and so is their father. So I am always the structure cop. And it's like, at some point I'm like, do I fight this wave or do I just give in to this play? Because at the same time, I I just filmed my um, homeschool year recap and At the same time, I'm like, wow, my kids do their chores every day, most days without being asked. My kids make their beds. My kids, like, they do what they need to to get done. So I'm trying to understand why I constantly feel like it's not enough because they're doing what they need to do. It's weird. Remember, I sent you a video um, about from Leilani about the unschooling thing. Yeah. I, I thought of you when. I um, saw that video that her video on that was so good when she was like, it's not like they're not not schooling They're they're schooling. Um, And then when she did the part that stuck out to me was the math part 
how she explained that. Like, you're not going to see higher math unless the kid is drawn to that. And that speaks to me because I have one kid who will probably be an engineer. I have another kid who will probably go on writing poetry or (laughs) books or movie scripts, right? So with that kid, every time I sit down and do a math lesson with that kid, I'm like, this is so pointless. (laughs) Like, I don't know why we're doing this. They're not going to use this, you know? So, oh, it's a constant battle. They got to know how to count. They're going to buy something. That's the thing. That's the thing. So this week we did a math lesson with money, but um, we used, so it was in their master books. And I was like, we're not doing that. I'm just going to get real money. And we're going to, and Every math money question I asked her with change, with um, you hey, know, you only got one girl, right? So you can't be saying, oh, her. I you know, I always it. try, to I always like, like, I always end up saying the pronoun. I'm so sorry. Um, but every math problem, the girl was like, Yeah, here's your change. Oh, you need that? Here you go. If I would have given those same math questions on paper, she would have looked at the paper. She would have freaked out. (laughs) So it's like, okay, but that was confirmation for me. It's like, okay, you know how to count money? Check. Also, something my manager said to me, which was funny, was she was like, if you don't know how to count money or if they don't know how to count money or do dishes, I don't want to hire them. So now I say that to my kids. I'm like, why do the dishes and count count money money or do dishes? There are people that don't count money or do dishes. We've had multiple people who don't know how to close out a drawer, like at the end of the shift and count it and put the change in the thing. What is and, public school doing? Yeah. And that's funny because the uh, the guy was the, the boy was a high schooler and he he just couldn't do it. And yeah, so but so now I tell my kids that I'm like, listen, like mom's boss said this to other people like this is what you like. That's important. Doing the dishes has just as much, um, I don't know, respect as counting money. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's bring Leilani in since we have her here anyways. Action. Um, Leilani, I know. I'm just going to jump right into it. I okay. know because they already know you. I know okay. you <laughs> mentioned about unschooling that, and I don't even know if that's why you even brought you here, but whatever. Okay. I know that you mentioned about unschooling that if done properly, that it's harder than traditional schooling in the intentionality of it. Yeah. You want me to elaborate? Yeah. Um, Well, just because you're seeking out the interest of each child individually. So if one child is wanting to become an engineer, you're going to want to seek out you know, engineering type opportunities, whether they shadow someone, whether you're doing higher level math or physics, when you have another kid that just wants to write books or even just be an English teacher, when they grow up, you're going to go that route, maybe not do those higher level maths, but you have to focus in on each child's unique personalities. Um, Instead of having that like traditional curriculum that you just pull out and open the book and read. It's like if a kid wants to run their own business, you teach them the ins and outs of business, but you're kind of doing it with them. So it's a but lot isn't of research. that more helpful for like a high schooler that actually like knows what they want to be. Like if I ask my shy shy right now, what do you want to be when you grow up? He'll look at me and say, mommy, poop. 
and that will be it. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do it with shy, shy and Teos. <laughs> no. But like, maybe they want to learn about flowers. Like, I just want to spend some time learning about learning about gardening and bugs and insects. And then you kind of drop the other stuff to the side and just focus in on that. Maybe your schooling takes place outside where you're digging in the dirt and collecting earthworms and looking that under the microscope and that kind of stuff, as opposed to a book. Have you guys heard what Elon Musk has said about um, the education system? No. He said, they asked him, like, if you were in charge of the educational system, what would you do? And his answer was essentially what us homeschool moms do. He Mm. was saying that he would get rid of grades. There's no grades. He said each kid should be able to work at their own pace in each subject that they want. Like, so because then the kid will kind of get like have an accelerated path to what they truly want. So if this kid is like, oh, I can work super fast in math, well, then he's going to end up um, excelling in that and doing well versus he's going to, you know, still have to finish language, but there's less of an emphasis on it because he didn't choose that path. Like giving kids their path. um, Like if I could have had, my elementary school or no, not elementary, middle and high school time to only focus on what I was interested in. I, uh, oh, that would have been so much fun. Instead of putting time in math where I wasn't gifted, it would have been very cool to put time in language, to put time in art. But I, instead, like I was crying and freaking out over math problems. Mind you, the only math I use is to count my money to count my money. Like I didn't have to learn algebra. But like, so, but like you use math when you're cooking, you use math in absolutely, math but when you're that, decorating. Absolutely. You know I mean? But I didn't learn that math in school. My mom taught me that math. And so have you also heard of the theory of, okay, so everything a kid learns in elementary school can be taught in one year. Um, uh-huh. And so yeah, it, it's all repetitive, right? You can literally teach it in one year. And and with this theory, the lady was saying, you know, if anything that we learned as adults, for example, we're all on YouTube. It was a learning curve to learn YouTube, but we learned it because we wanted to do it. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? I'm up right now. I'm obsessed with English cottage gardens. I'm learning everything about what flowers to plant, when to plant them, right? Because I'm interested in that. So her argument was a child, if they want to do something, they're going to learn how to do it. Um, just like we do as adults. So I, I try to remember like when, I don't know about you guys, but I get a lot of moms who are like, what about the gaps? What about the gaps? And I'm like, I had gaps as a public uh, public school student. My homeschool students will have gaps, but I have to trust that when they want to learn something, they'll have that um, energy and determination to learn it. I, I I agree, but to a certain point, like me personally, I'm just like there needs to be a foundation established. Like you were saying, all that stuff that needs to be learned and that can be learned in one year or all that elementary stuff, I think is foundational and it's important. Um, Now, do I think that it's important in the sense, even in there's certain level of understanding that is needed to even 
and, and it comes in all these different forms, these different understanding how science works, understanding, um, you know, a little bit about history, understanding, you know, those things are foundationally important with how we function as a society. And so because you, you need to know those things in order to know what you like. Exactly. So like if you're middle school, high school, I, I understand being more focused at that point. But elementary, I think it's important to establish a foundation. Yeah. So I just, I shared what unschooling was. I, I didn't share my opinion in the video. That's true. You didn't. No. Mm-hmm. So what um, do you think I about it? You. Because you don't, you don't seem to be, you're not very, um, knock, knock something until you try it type of person. So how, your thought provoked, like, what is your thought about it? Um, well, I, I think people use unschooling as an excuse to be lazy. Um, but like I said in the video that, uh, if you're unschooling correctly, it's really difficult, but you're also right about laying that foundation, giving them the information so they can kind of build on that, like a survey. I mean, I agree with that. I just think a lot of unschoolers, um, just kind of go with the flow and they don't really think things through. But I think that the world needs those kind of people. I think that there's so many different types of personality that God created each person unique, that there are going to be people in this world that aren't going to know how to wash dishes or count money. And, and that's okay. I, to be honest, I mean, because if you really think about it, the way that our culture has gone today, it's like this almost cookie cutter mentality that we have. We think everybody should be exactly the same, but we're not, we weren't created the same. We have different backgrounds. We have different personalities. We have different opinions. And I think that's what makes us all unique. And I think we should have the freedom to be unique. Did that make any sense? No, that made perfect sense. (laughs) But see, the other thing too, is everything through a biblical worldview if you're a follower in Christ too. So that's another thing. It's almost like different body parts of Messiah. Does that make sense too? Like um, you have someone who's really good at poetry or really good at math and they're focused on those things. They can help each other out. Maybe someone's really good. Like they're a car mechanic and they're really good at fixing cars, but then someone else is really good at tutoring or they're really good at cooking, but those people can come together and help the community because they're, that's their gifting. So I kind of see it as different arms and legs and stuff in the body of Messiah. But I think there should be a survey definitely with all kids, because how do they know what they're going to like if they don't try it or hear about it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so who chooses, my question is who chooses the foundation? You guys are saying there needs to be a foundation, which I agree, but who gets to choose the foundation? Because, um, if it's a public school, if it's the public school, that's a whole different foundation. If it's home, right. So I go back to read and write and arithmetic, um, but not like, I guess I'm just against teaching higher levels of math or of language to kids who aren't, who know that they're not going to use this. But as, right. at what age do you think kids know? You know what I mean? Like. But I what think once you know your kid, mm-hmm. like you follow them through their journey and you get to know their personalities and you have lots of conversations in the car. And then you just, I mean, you can kind of see where they're going. Like my son, 
for a while was obsessed and you try out different things. So like my son was obsessed with architecture stuff. He wanted to build and it was because he was obsessed with Legos, but we did like some architecture workbooks and, and he was, um, then he wanted, we did American government. We tried that out and he got uh, during the election and he became obsessed with politics to the point where he wants to become president right now. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Um, he says, cause we're going to Virginia and he's like, we got to go by the white house. Cause that's going to be my future home. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I love so, it. Then there's that. And then now he's going through, well, he went through a space. He was fascinated with space, but now he's going through this book writing and it all, you know, I can see where it's coming from. It's this creativity, imagination, creating his own little world. Um, he's got his own, he made a, he made a, he made an entire Lego table, right. And he's got buildings and people that he built and he wrote their own constitution. The leader of that place is called King Isaac. My son's name is Isaac. Surprise, um, surprise. They have it. I know it. And they have an aerospace division with like a space shuttle. They, so he, it's almost like it's really they, like, I can, I can see him. I can see where it's going. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like they build. They, I like what you said. You watch your kids and you see them and every day they build their life with all their interests, right? So for, and and then you have some kids who get so, Journey's personality is very obsessive. So when she gets on something, she's on it for about eight weeks and then she's over it. But then it'll come back again when she's writing something. And now she's talking about Japan again. And now she's talking, she bring like Hamilton. She got obsessed with Hamilton. She memorized half the presidents all by herself. Like it, you observe your kids. And then we have Titus who, if anything's broken in the house, we're all like, Titus, come, we need you. Like he, because he will sit and he will tinker and he will take something apart and put it back together just for fun. So I love what Leilani said. Like yep. you observe your kids and you, but you notice how gifts. intentional you'd have to be as a parent to be able to establish a foundation that fosters what your children's interests are. This is not easy work. This is and not like you have to work. be flexible. You have to be you the gymnastics. I mean, I, the the ability to do this with um Leilani, you have four kids. The ability to be to do this with four children, the, it, I mean, you gotta be mad flexible. And you think to yourself, we're stay-at-home moms, you know, we have that ability and that um and that opportunity to be able to, we make that sacrifice to be able to do this for our children. Yeah. Public school could never be this it, because there, there's just, it's unless every public school student had a mom, you know what I mean? Like it would just, or they have like focus programs. Exactly. But the amount of um, money and yeah. manpower that it would take to make it be better. Also, those focus programs are, they come in way too late. They come in yep. in the high school years where yep. all the wonder, all the childhood um, wonder and magic, been is, it's been sucked. Yeah. So now, now you're just becoming what you need to become for this society, which I get that there's a, I, you know, we can't escape where we're at. We cannot escape earth. Right. But um, 
I just want to be able to notice my children's gifts and to be able to foster them. Justin was talking the other day. Uh, he had he has a personality like journey, very obsessive with something. So when he was nine, he became obsessed with basketball. He would wake up in the morning, have his dad drop him off at the, at the gym, and he would be there from morning till the gym closed, shooting basketball, just getting better, working on it all summer long. And he said he was like, I wish my parents would have seen that and noticed it and did something with it. Um, be, he was like, I was the most focused kid. And when I was in the gym, there was a basketball coach who would always point to me and say, look at this kid. He comes here all by himself and just shoots baskets. And so that goes to what Wendy is saying. Like, you have to, you know, his mom was a working mom. She she didn't have time to look and notice and observe and feed, right? But yep. we do have that gift and, and we need to wake up a little bit and we need to in light of educating them and doing all the curriculum and doing all that, I think there's a tiny place for all of us to put a little bit more unlearning into our days, um, our days yeah, that I are love, structured. Yeah. I love the idea of unschooling. Um, I'm not an unschooler. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I admire those that can do it correctly because um, I, I was a teacher yeah. So I need to be un, I need to what be de-schooled from that still. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do still a lot of traditional stuff, but I don't know. It's just a lot of work. I think if I was, if I were to do unschooling correctly, it's a lot of work. Absolutely. For, for me, I think the, it would, it would stress me out. Come on. It would know, definitely Wendy, stress you know, me you know, out. Right? <laughs> it would stress me out. There's no planning and there's no, no, there's no, well, if you do it, if you do it correctly, like Leilani was saying, there is, it's not a free for all. Let's all go crazy and just be lazy and do whatever. No, you no, but I can't plan for the next month. That's true. That's true. You know, you can't, I can't, I can't plan true. for the next week. Cause the kid might not be interested in what we was talking about last week. What you mean? I went and got all these books. You don't oh, want to learn you about this no more. <laughs> you can't do. You can't buy all the books for the whole year. It, yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I can't even buy them for the next week. You don't understand. My child, one second it's coding, next second it's dinosaurs. Back there was dragons. Like, I mean, we are jumping. Like the way his mind works, I'm like, I I can't keep up with you. What you want to learn about for this semester? Pick one thing because yeah, my, my, I. And the juggle, the juggle is it's serious. It's and the anxiety for me of like, okay, I I worry about just preparing my children. Like Leilani was telling me that there are some unschoolers that like their children don't learn how to read till they're 10. Today's episode ran long with Leilani. Tune in to next week's episode for part two. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs>